During these dark days, the world needs a hero willing to speak the truth, no matter the cost. Listen with us now as that hero, stationed in a bunker deep in the foothills of Lander, Pennsylvania, imparts reason and truth on the Fat Man's Guide podcast. Chapter 2, Executive Intelligence. Hey, welcome back, guys. The first uh, chapter of the Fat Man's Guide had a great response. I appreciate all you guys who listen. Hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy this one, too. Share it with as many people as you can. If you're, if you're uh, on YouTube or any of the podcasts, uh, like, subscribe, whatever. Uh, we love having you being part of it. And again, remember, when it's all said and done, please you know, leave a comment. If there's something you want me to talk about and cover, I definitely want to be able to do that. Uh, we had such a great response that we're making sure to add it to as many podcast providers as possible. As of right now, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can check us out on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, and hopefully soon, iTunes and everywhere else you can find your favorite podcast. Before we get going along too far, I do want to thank a couple sponsors. Um, first, to Crab Apple Hollow Farms in Cambridge Springs, Pennsylvania. When you're starving here shortly, remember Crab Apple Hollow Farms for your food needs. Also, when thinking about stealing that food from Crab Apple Hollow Farms, remember that the owner is a retired career military man and he's a damn good shot. Next, I'd like to thank the Rolling Stones. I am going to take it that the cease and desist letter that you sent me for using Gimme Shelter means that you're big fans of the podcast who plan on listening regularly. Thank you for your continued support. And, in a related story, you can visit freemusicarchive.com if you're looking for music that will not get you that cease and desist letter. Today's intro song is I Wanna Be a Machine, and it's played by Punk Rock Opera. And our final sponsor, the letter Q, for quit hoarding all the damn sugar products in the store. I assume that some of you don't have diabetes and just want to start a new hobby. It's not a good hobby, don't do it. Now, with all that's been going on, I've been hearing a lot of different things lately, and I know a lot of the comments that we had from the first episode talking about what's going on uh, in the world, Uh, and one of the things I keep hearing from some people is the idea that the government is behind all of this. Now, I want to say this, guys. Anyone who knows me knows that I love a good conspiracy. Trust me, I mean, man, you want to get me going, talk to me about Degrassi Knoll, talk to me about Project MK Ultra. I mean, once in college, I even experimented with the idea that the moon landing was faked. So I get it, all right? Actually, if I'm going to be honest, I'm not proud of it, but I got back into the moon landing being faked just a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm ashamed and uh, disappointed in myself, but honestly, it was the the frustration in my family when they found out it was easily the toughest conversation I've ever had to have with my wife. And sadly, this is not a made up story. This is real. So here's the thing though. If I get back into it, my problem is what in the hell makes anyone believe that our executive branch is remotely able to pull something off like that? I mean, right now, if you listen to our, our leaders have a press conference Start counting the number of times they say something that contradicts themselves and each other. It happens all the time. And I'm not just ripping on our president administration, all right? I mean, obviously, you know, uh, President Donnie has has got some special skills when it comes to this. And, I, you know, I look at it, and it's not just a Republican or a Democrat thing. You know, I already, if I haven't already mentioned you guys, I think Republicans and Democrats are both garbage, 
right? Honestly, I'm an independent thinker. I'm right in the middle. I have Republican tendencies, Democrat tendencies, like about 80% of you guys, all right? And anytime that Republican or Democrat executive branch leadership tries to do something, it just blows up in their face. You know, and I was sitting here thinking about some of the examples of, of things that have happened in history, you know, and I was thinking about the last, the last 40 years. What were some of my favorite examples of your government being so inept that they cannot pull off some kind of goofy scam? And so I was just thinking back, right? And, and you know, Bill Clinton only had a couple little fiascos that, you know, you might argue um, were, were real, real problems. Um, but what I found funny with him, the, I did not have sex relations with that woman, all right? And then you have the blue dress, you have all this evidence, you have all these things. Do, Dude, you didn't think people were going to see through that, all right? Or or my favorite before he got elected in, right? I smoked, but I didn't inhale. You know what? I grew up a child of hippies, all right? You actually might have earned a little bit of respect in my book if you had just been honest about that. I mean, dear God Almighty, who in the late 60s, early 70s was not smoking weed? I'm a lot worried about the other drugs you were doing in the late 60s and early 70s, all right? But see, this is an example of where Bill Clinton truly believed that you, the American people, are dumber, so much dumber than he is. And I mean, hey, true to point, Bill Clinton is the only president we've ever had who was a Rhodes Scholar. He is brilliant. But see, this troubling pattern is something you see in all these other presidents. It's not, that, it's not that they can't do things right. It's the fact that they don't believe that any of you folks are smart enough to see through it. And that's what Bill Clinton did. The fact that he smoked but didn't inhale marijuana. Dude, you lost all my respect right there. Just be honest. All right, but there's a lot of different things I could cover on Bill Clinton, but he's the best example, I think, of where the, the executive branch and most politicians don't respect you guys at all. So, you know, thinking about that, I then go to G-Dub, all right? I love George W. Bush. I do. I personally love George W. Bush. I know some of you are like, well, I've never listened to this podcast again. Look, George W. Bush, to me, was, was, the, was the, the people's president because, let's be honest, that dude said and did some dumb things. All right. He he sounds like your uncle who lives out on a ranch, all right? And when you come over, he's the guy who's going to take you out, let you drive the truck illegally, and going to give you a free beer when you're sitting on the back 40 so he can talk about when he was young and did all these great things. You know, to me that's George W., all right? And but I think of all the things that he did that was the best example of this is in 2003. Remember when the Iraq war ended in 2003? Yeah, most of you don't, because it didn't end in 2003. But remember when George Bush said it did, and they decided we're going to have this big speech on an aircraft carrier, and everyone's sitting there waiting for the, the speech to start, and where, where's the president? And all of a sudden, like out of Top Gun, you know, this airplane just flies right over the F-15, right? And it lands, and it, it taxis around on, on, the, on the deck, and all of a sudden, what happens? G-Dub pops out, right? And he struts up, and he's got that helmet in his arm, like he's, you know, Goose from Top Gun before he unfortunately died in that movie. And, uh, and then he walks up to the podium. There's a giant banner. This is honest to God truth. Giant banner behind him says, Mission Accomplished. And then he sits there and talks about how the war in Iraq is over. That was 2003. Could you imagine if that war, all right, had went on for more years? Could you imagine if that war went on for another decade and cost thousands of lives and trillions of dollars? That would have been really embarrassing for George Bush. But George isn't the only other guy, all right? 
I, I, jumping back, way back, all right, uh, Jimmy Carter, right? Jimmy Carter supported the Shah of Iran in 1979. Now, of course, a lot of the stuff that he did, he was hoping it would stabilize oil and gas because if you guys were alive then, I was just a baby. If you guys were alive then, you remember what it was like to sit in a gas line and pay $7 a gallon for gasoline at a time when gasoline was like 50 cents. So he tried to support the Shah of Iran, but there's this group of people who were giving him all kinds of grief, right? And so what does he do? He tries to buy them off with millions of dollars, right? Absolutely millions of dollars. And when he did, eventually he decided, well, I don't want to keep paying him. So he dropped the money, not expecting that group to start flipping out again, which they did. And they helped overthrow the Shah of Iran. And of course, who was leading that at the time? A guy named Ayatollah Khomeini. Right? So obviously that turned out really well and obviously cost Jimmy Carter the election. Well, that and $7 a gallon gas. Now, one of my all-time favorites is Barack Obama. All right? Now, when I say that, I'm talking about scams fast and furious if you guys have never heard of this man you missed a great story okay so operation fast and furious was put together by obama's administration and in a nutshell um the administration wanted to track the violent gangs in america and mexico and to do this what they did is they allowed 2,000 guns american weapons to be illegally purchased and used. And their idea was, is they would then track these people when they got arrested committing these crimes by using the serial numbers on the guns that they had sent out. Yeah, makes sense. Put these weapons in the hands of very violent people, and that'll get you the information you want to find. Now, unfortunately, eventually a U.S. border agent was murdered by one of these weapons. You know, and all hell broke loose because once it got into the media that this this weapon was an American serial numbered weapon, everyone wanted to know how, how did it get out there? Which point in time the administration had to come out and say, Well, we have this this plan in place, Operation Fast and Furious, and uh, you know, uh, it's unfortunate this happened. Well, of course, when they were pressed further on these questions, they said, Hey, how much did was this successful? Unfortunately, they had to admit to the fact that about 75% of these guns were never recovered. And what they assumed was is that the criminals probably filed the serial numbers off their weapons. What amazes me is you're telling me not one of these Ivy League morons thought that that was a possibility? Well, who would have ever thought that they would then take the guns and file the serial numbers off? What kind of person does that? You gotta be kidding me. Sweet baby Jesus. I mean, as a backwoods hillbilly kid, all right? I filed off my first serial number on a gun when I was 14 that we bought illegally at a show, all right? And you're telling me that these Ivy League morons couldn't figure out that that was possible. Maybe they're not as smart as they think they are. But ultimately, at the end of the day, my all-time favorite, I mean, my absolute all-time favorite is when Reagan and George Bush won put together the Iran-Contra program. Now, if you really want to kind of think about this, and, I, and it's such a, I, you could do an entire podcast on this, so I'm going to give you the highlights, all right? It was an effort, for those of you who don't know, to fight communism, and the dynamic duo used a multi-leveled system where they would fund and hide their efforts from Congress because when they put this plan forward to Congress, Congress didn't want any part of it. They didn't want to continue to stew up all these Cold War tensions, and they didn't want to get involved in stuff that they didn't think they should be involved in. So what they did is they put together a plan uh, orchestrated uh, by their man, Ollie North, and, and here's, kind of, here's the, the three-part process, all right? Number one. Sell guns, sell illegal um, uh, American weapons, and this included missiles and stuff like that, to the Iranian Hezbollah terrorist group. 
All right, yeah, you guys have heard of them if you've paid attention at all, because they're still around. So they're going to sell these to the Iranian Hezbollah group, and, who is at that point in time uh, led by Ayatollah Khomeini, who obviously took over Iran. We talked about that earlier. They then take the money from selling those illegal weapons, and they're going to now take that money and take it into South America. And they're going to fund, or Central America and South America ultimately, and they're going to fund the contra guerrilla groups that are going to fight socialist governments. Because they're afraid these socialist governments are just going to lean over into communism, their redheaded uh, uh, cousin, and then at that point they're going to have a problem. So if they just eliminate it first, they won't have to worry about it. Now, the problem they ran into was a lot of these groups, these Contra groups, were also making money, because war is expensive, was making money off of being involved in the bountiful cocaine trade from South America through Central America. So a lot of these Central America guerrilla groups were involved in this. Now, of course, I know what you're saying. Well, once America finds that out, they're going to totally ditch that. Well, that's not what they did. Once the CIA found out, they realized that there's a lot of money to be made in cocaine. Lots of money. I could do an entire podcast on that. So what the CIA did is they permitted it and eventually helped the trafficking of these drugs into the U.S. So you know the whole drug war we have that we have a problem with and, and we had uh, Reagan's wife come out and say, don't do drugs, just say no, all right? That, that was totally allowed to happen by our, our, our government, all right, because they needed the money. Now, we can't leave out that during this time period, you know, one of the people that was cutting their teeth and became a major drug trafficker in Mexico was a young Mexican named El Chapo Guzman. The very same El Chapo that we spent all this time and billions of dollars in the DEA, with the DEA trying to stop bringing drugs into America. He was started by this whole process. And if we're talking about big names who started in lowly places, we can't forget that at the exact same time, they were taking a lot of these guns and a lot of this money, and they were also funneling it to Afghanistan, where the Mujahideen were fighting the Russians to try to get them out of Afghanistan, and we were supporting them. And one of the people that we were supporting, and we have pictures of this even, was a young idealistic freedom fighter named Osama bin Laden. So when you look at that program, I mean, that program, that checks all the boxes, all right? I mean, holy smokes, all right? Selling guns illegally to Ayatollah Khomeini and Hezbollah, funding contra guerrilla groups that are, that are, are going to be trafficking drugs into America that are going to start a massive drug war, going to lead with thousands of deaths, and of course are, are going to eventually help to the development of one El Chapo, and you're going to be able to help a young man named Osama bin Laden be able to fight Afghani uh, um, uh, interest, that being the Russians. And of course, how did all those things turn out? I would say it all turned out great for everybody. So again, guys, I have very little faith that our executive branch is involved in some far-reaching plot to spread this virus. This, this thing is way too complicated to make happen. And, and, and the people we have, I mean, let's be honest, we've only got like a third of the cabinet in there right now anyways, because most of them have been fired. There's no way they could do it without totally screwing this up. Now, unless you want to argue that this is clearly the screw-up. All right. Now, if you want to argue that the deep state did it, now that's an entirely different story that I might be willing to do in another podcast. Well, guys, hey, thanks for listening to the Fat Man's Guide. Please subscribe, like, and share, and leave a comment on what you think. And remember, until next time, stay safe, be positive out there, and as always, live life to the fullest, even in crazy times like these. See ya.